SMQBs, this is episode 81. The NFL is back. It's our week one recap. The guys take you through a fun week, including the Cowboys shit in the bed. That's always fun. We give you our Plaxico locks. We've got a couple quick hits, college football talk, Major League Baseball rule changes, uh, the U.S. Open, a really good punchable face, and a couple of lassos. Check us out. Leave us five stars. Thanks for listening. And from the people climb up on the booth, hanging from the people on the people, my head's the roof, dancing on the ceiling, on the people, I got people on the, dancing on the people, I got people. SMQBs, this is episode 81. How about them, Cowboys? Run, bro. Whoa. What a start. Didn't see that coming. Didn't see this. Uh... Hey, uh, House, did you win? Oh, yeah. Rooster? Uh, yeah, we won. Milk? Is that, is that a surprise? Did you win, Milk? <laughs> we we did. We, we did win. Oh, How about we, you, Bison? We won. Okay. Oh. Hope. Pope's going to sit Pope's doing this whole episode on He's going to do the whole episode on the penalty box. <laughs> hey, before we dive into NFL week one, we got to do our uh, lucky number 81 here. Uh, these are some pretty impressive statistics here. Money tumor? Two, no. Stop it. Two, Stop it. <laughs> 200, 224 NFL games, 940 career receptions. 12,721 yards. You better not have given this to T.O. 68 touchdowns. T.O. baby. It's not T.O. baby. I think I might know this. Tim Brown. Tim Brown. Not Tim Brown. In fact, this is is the guy who broke uh, the record for most career receptions. Did you go Homer with Art Monk? Amen. Art Monk. Should have known. Art Monk. Do you know that Art Art Monk Monk has has the uh, apparently, according to um, who did this, the Elias Sports Bureau, one of those you know crazy statistics places. He is the longest ovation in the Pro Football Hall of Fame induction history. For some reason, I think he was just that stat. I don't know, right? I know that's what I said. That's what I said. You know, um, I almost I, left him out to be played at Syracuse, but also the, the best the mustache in football. I'll tell Wait, you was what. was it Monk's uh record that Jerry Rice beat? Yes. Wow. And Monk didn't have it for very long. I think if I'm T. not mistaken, beat it too, though. He broke uh Steve Largent's record. Okay. I think Monk broke broke and I was at that game actually, uh, and it was fun because it was a Monday night game. And they just went for it with like four minutes left in the game. They threw, I mean, he did like six more receptions that it was national TV. And, you know, I mean, he was going to break it the next weekend if he didn't. And they just put him on a couple little short out, 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 out. And the whole place just realized they were just going to get it, get him the record that night. It was really fun to be at. So yeah. Look, Art Monk. Look, look what Carson Wentz does. The guy starts off with a win and now he's got, Redskin players coming in. That's right. I mean, well, wait, if look they're look at you, are they technically the former commanders? I mean, for yeah, whatever the proper way to I say. I think they're it. future commanders. <laughs> if they're players, they played for the Redskins, as? but the Redskins don't exist anymore, aren't right, they? The commanders. Right. 
It's like in know, a golf tournament all... when they change the name of the tournament. All right, Pope, like that's it. You, talked, you said too much already for the only guy without a win here. That's it. Yes. Moving right along. Word is that the, the Redskins fans held on hard to the name yesterday. Like everything oh, was yeah? hail to the Redskins and let's go Redskins. The fans are not giving up without a fight on the name. <laughs> well, for good there reason. were fans there I'm yesterday. Not, I'm not surprised by that. Yeah, certain, I know. That is, certain I heard, fans. I heard it was a, it was actually a, it looked a really packed. well Carson Wentz is changing yeah. things, baby. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So, uh, House, we got week one is almost in the books other than the Monday night game. But uh, take us through what we need to know. When he was still allowed to speak, nobody said it better than Pope. There's nothing better than week one overreaction Monday. There is n- <laughs> there is nothing better than overreaction Monday, including Bison believing he's going to the Super Bowl. But <laughs> Wait, it, he believed that before this week. I, I yeah. did. I believe that before this week. I guess if your team avoided the upset bug and avoided the injury, you're happy today. Uh I think the story of week one were some major injuries that will impact teams, uh, including one Dakota rain Prescott, which we'll get to in the Cowboys, including another quarterback, whether you want to say they were good or bad last year uh, or that they would be good or bad this year, Mac Jones, I think his back injury is going to impact the Patriots fortunes. Um, though they pulled out an improbable, incredible win over the Bengals, I think TJ Watt, his pec injury is going to really impact that defense and Pittsburgh's fortunes. So I think injuries were part of the story, but as usual, now that this is a passing league, I think the story of yesterday was those quarterbacks who showed up, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Tua, Lamar and one Carson Wentz and one Jalen Hurts and those who didn't Aaron Rodgers, uh, Kyler Murray, uh, and some others. I, it's still a passing. Don't forget Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins was decent, definitely decent. Uh, from what I saw, guys, I, I you know it's funny because we were texting during the day. If you could start your team with Herbert. Mahomes, Allen, and Burrow, who would you go with? And the only one who really shit the bed, really shit the bed, was Burrow. Um, But boy, did Herbert, Mahomes, and Allen show this weekend. Uh, I mean, don't you guys think it it was quarterback weekend? Well, and just Bill's Chiefs, period. Yeah. I mean, people underestimated them if that's possible in the offseason. And they, I mean, they both came out and just punched their opponent right in the face week one. I mean, the Bills just manhandled the Rams. And and the Chiefs scored the first three possessions, scored a touchdown, and then threw for five touchdowns. I mean, they, they're amazing. Both teams are amazing. Hey, I got a question. Is it is it a quarterback league or is it a receiver's league? Yeah, I was just going to say that, Bison, because, like, you know, if you don't have a star receiver, kind of like we talk about sometimes in the NBA, how you need a big three, you need stars. If you don't have a star receiver, you're really going to have a hard time. Uh, I sent you guys around something today. You know, Cowboys lost Amari Cooper. They lost. Titans lost A.J. Brown. They lost. Uh, Green Bay lost Devontae Adams. 
they lost. And you look at the teams that won yesterday, the incredible catch from Mike Evans, the incredible game from A.J. Brown, the incredible uh, day from Justin Jefferson, some incredible catches from, yes, the commander's receivers, uh, you know, Dotson, Dotson, McLaren, the day from Waddle and showing his speed. I mean, this is a receivers and quarterback league. I, I I don't even know what was the longest yards gained for. Does anybody know the biggest running back weekend this weekend? Because I don't. Might have been um, Barkley at a huge Saquon. One. Oh, Saquon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Saquon 100, had 164 yeah. yards. He had, he had yeah. two long runs. On 18 carries. He was like over nine yards carry. So, House, to your point, though, that just shows you how fantastic Mahomes hit the ground running this year because he lost Tyreek Hill. He doesn't really have an A-plus wide receiver on his team. He's got a collection of pretty good wide receivers and Travis Kels. And he threw five touchdown passes. Hey, what about Juju, baby? Come on. We were dogging him. He's yeah, not I, He's not Tyreek Hill and he's not, I know. He, a, you know, Devontae Adams game. or Justin Jefferson or any of those guys. I think it was five to five different ones, too. Yeah, yeah he was all yeah. over the place. Yeah. But I, I'm on KC for, for a second. You got to talk about their defense because that's always been sort of an issue with them. I think they held Murray running to what, 30 yards, something like that, under 30 yards, three sacks. If they have a defense now, watch out. I yep. mean, yeah. And and I think another story from the weekend, I believe there were seven new coaches, and I think they went five and two. The first year coaches really showed uh probably none bigger than on the road, big balls, day ball. Um, going for two to yeah. win was ballsy. And that's what we were talking about in the preview. Would Brian Dable change? the fortunes of the giants. And while I don't think they played great in the end, it was a coaching call and a great running back that won that game for them. But the coaches, I think, I think the new coaches went five and two. They're playing to win instead of playing not to lose in New York now, which is a big change of philosophy. Milk. What's the, what's the first take on Todd Bowles, your new coach? I think the, the Tampa Bay times article this morning was great. It was basically something along the lines of it was the most boring but magnificent game they'd ever seen because it was just <laughs> exactly what you want to see out of a team, especially with a 45-year-old quarterback. We had fun last year, and he he led the league in everything and, and yards and TDs, but we cannot win long-term that way, especially with our makeshift offensive line, which got depleted more with Donovan Smith injuring his – his arm last night. So now we're in, we're down like two guys and he can, he won't make it through a year if we don't run the ball effectively. And that's the difference that Todd Bowles br- brings. It's hard nosed defense. It's run the ball. Don't put Brady in a situation where he's throwing 35, 40 times a day. He was fine. He threw one bad interception, obviously, but he got, got the ball down the field. We were off on the red zone, but a hundred ran the ball magnificently and that's a Todd bull and the defense was unbelievable. And if we can, we can, that's, that's a type of mentality that can take you a long way, very long way. 
And, and to the very end, if we can keep playing that way, defense, run the ball, don't put Brady into bad situations. So I thought Todd Bowles was an A plus. And your, and your injured receivers all looked pretty good. Damn good. I mean, Julio Jones, thank God he's on the Botox diet. Right. Right. That's <laughs> great. But you're, you're going to be out. Godwin's going to be out. What? Godwin, Godwin, of course is hurt, but you know, I don't know. Maybe I don't know if we need him. He'll be out a few weeks. I'm more worried about Donovan Smith. I think there the, another yeah, Micah was able to get in on a couple times. <laughs> he, he owned Wells when he came. It was sad that Wells was first play. Micah, Micah destroyed him and Brady got sacked. Until until Fournette put a whooping on him. Yeah, Milk. I haven't I haven't seen a quarterback so like pissed off and frustrated on the field as Brady was as they just whacked the Cowboys. I mean, you know, they could have scored thirty plus points. It was interesting. He was really frustrated by their inability to put the ball in the end zone. Yeah, he was uh, he was upset. He was mad at himself too. Well, yeah, some of that, some of those were his throws. Yeah, one of those making. was on him for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, at least yeah, that's got to come from from being off, right? Yeah, he's going through a lot of shit, man. He needs to eat well, a couple 45. of cheeseburgers too. Forty-five. You know, it's his Jordan years. That was pretty cool. That intro. Did you guys see that? No. They had Jordan do the intro to the to the Cowboy Bucks game because this is his twenty-third year. Brady's twenty-third year it was pretty cool. Yeah. And look, Giselle wished him luck before the game started oh, on Twitter. God. So things so things are going well. That's They're back so together. They're I think, back together. I think another interesting reminder from yesterday's games or this weekend's games is that there are three phases to football and special teams. Yes, I was going to say that. Some games for some people. I mean, the, that was my number one thing. Okay, well, go then go, you guys, because no. both of you guys want to touch on it. Go ahead, Rooster. Well, nobody wants to talk about kickers. Yeah. But yeah. 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 Yesterday, kickers were huge and, in, and they're important. Um, every game in the AFC North came down to the kicker, the Texans Colts game, bunch of, bunch of games. The uh, Eagles Lions game ultimately came down to three points. But the Browns drafted this guy, uh, Cade York, in the fourth round uh, of the draft, which is kind of unheard of for a kicker. Really high. And he blasted a 58-yard uh, field goal that was still going. I mean, it hit high up into the net and knocked the net backwards when it when it went through. It could have gone 68 yards to win that game uh, against the Panthers. I mean, the kickers were huge, and Rodrigo Blankenship missed one. Mr. Good Automatic. kickers missed some kicks that blew the game. The, uh, the guy for the Bengals had a great year last year. You know, had an extra point block and missed the. Missed a kick. I mean, there's twenty. There was, he had a, He missed a twenty-nine yard field goal in overtime. Yeah, yep. chip yeah. shot. We yep. could make that. Yeah, yeah that's enough kicker talk. <laughs> well, wait. Special teams. Special teams. Let's talk. Well, we could talk about this because it kind of combines with the kicker. How about the Falcons with their, oh. you know, the worst collapse in the fourth quarter since the Super Bowl against the Patriots? I think they were ninety-nine percent chance to win in the fourth quarter, and they lose on a fifty-one yard field goal by Will Lutz. Right. Who's back? Will Lutz is back. Will Lutz is back. That's a sentence that's not been written or said anywhere <laughs> ever before just now. Did you see Jameis's stats between the first and second half? Yeah, I'm no. so glad you didn't start him. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Fucking Derek Carr sucks. Ugh. 
Everybody sucks. Yeah. Guy threw for 58 yards in the first half. Can we can we talk about um the the sewage system, the sewage uh, uh pond that is the Dallas Cowboys? <laughs> Why and, not? And what a just complete and utter disaster the team is. I want I want to hear that? I want to hear my my good friends objective analysis of the Cowboys right now. They suck. Oh, they suck. They suck. It could get real bad. When Dak was real in, he had a forty seven point two percent passer rating before I, he was hurt. I, I, just, I don't think CeeDee Lamb is into the game of football. He is an elite talent who looks like he's missing on plays all the time. The offensive line blows. Um they're gonna blow more now with McGovern out. The Bucks played probably 30% of what they're capable of, and they were still steamrolling them. And I don't know. I mean, we'll say what we want about Dak's injury, but he wasn't really doing anything special before the injury. I think well, it'd be an unfair he's doing to see the opposite of special. I yeah. mean, when you have when you have a, a head coach who's a defensive specialist, oh wait. <laughs> he's not. He's an offensive specialist. I mean, that's bad news. That is bad news. Look, right. Jerry right. thought he could save money by letting Amari walk. Totally miss, you know, miss feeling how the whole deal would go because that affects Lamb. Lamb's not a feature number yeah, one. Yeah, Lamb's a slot receiver. He needs slot a receiver. He's a guy He's on the outside. In that and then, role at all. And they, they, didn't, they didn't replace him. And they had a chance to sign Julio. They didn't do that. Oh, yeah, we're, we're good with our with our receiving core. Uh, Noah Brown sucks. This guy Houston, who was like undrafted, everybody fell in love with in preseason, sucks. Uh, you know, until Michael Gallup comes back, they're they're going to suck. And then who's going to throw the ball to Gallup? Ain't well, so be Dak. So let's talk about that because that's an interesting question. All right. So what what may have been one of the most important things that happened yesterday that will keep some dominoes from otherwise falling is the play of Trey Lance. Because if Trey Lance goes out and has a good game in Chicago, um, then maybe Garoppolo suddenly looks like a pretty good trade bait for Dallas, which honestly would scare me a little bit. But now the Niners, who are still built to win now, yep. um, they sure as shit are not shifting Garoppolo anywhere, right? Uh, I, don't know. I, I don't know about that. I think that's an overreaction. I, I think that that was a tough game for for Trey Lance it was shitty weather um you know I, I think it's hard to read into one game that Lance is not the answer I mean I look I, and I, I've got to mention them because my legal assistant Tracy Rickston will not talk to me again if I don't but the Bears actually came through yesterday I mean you can say what you want but they fucking won a big game at home against a team that was five minutes away from the Super Bowl so you know got to give at least one week of kudos to the Bears I'm not saying that Trey Lance is not the answer that one week sinks him, but what it does do is it keeps Garoppolo off the trade. No, I agree right with now. you. I agree with you. I don't know and about that. They play the Seahawks next. If they don't beat the Seahawks, Garoppolo is firmly planted on the on the Niners bench. Although Jerry could come with some ridiculous offer. Some Jerry st- says Cooper stupid offer. He Jerry just said today they can win with Cooper Rush. Oh really? Well, oh, of yeah. course he's going to say that. Sorry, but he's senile. 
Oh if, God. If, <laughs> if there's one definite overreaction Monday, I don't think we can ascribe anything to that Chicago game. They were playing, talk about a swamp. They were playing in three yeah. inches of water on the field. It was they literally had, They had to squeegee the field at different points. They were sliding. I, I would like to see Trey Lance on a clean field on a regular day. And see right. That's, but we but how, get, that the, doesn't, get the Seahawks at home next week. week but how, the Seahawks that, at home. that doesn't change what I'm saying. I mean, let's say it was a clean day and it was a clean field and it was good weather and Trey Lance played well. Then there's a landing spot for Garoppolo in Dallas. And right now that's not happening. That's all I'm saying. You can, yeah. you can ascribe it to, to good play by Lance, bad play by Lance, shitty weather, whatever you want. They're not making that trade right now. Right. And unless I checked my phone and they just did it while, I'm well, still, while we're recording and I I'll I edit all this out. I don't Six think the Cowboys are going to try to pull the trigger in within first week. I think they're mm-hmm. going to wait and see what happens to Cooper. But they got obviously a big game next week, and Bengals do not want to start zero and two. I mean, coming to Texas, you know, to AT and T, they are they're favored. I think by what six and a half. Yeah. Um, but you know, they're going to see how Cooper Rush does against Super Bowl, you know, def- uh, runner up. Um, because if he looks lost the next couple games, and then I think we play. I think it's the Giants third game is that right rooster I think so yeah. yeah i mean you know this t- this season could go south quickly i just don't think they're going to pull the trigger the first week regardless of how lance performed who's well, going to talk about uh jalen hurts and carson wentz i'm waiting for you guys i mean it's probably the biggest story right well that's another overreaction monday yes yeah, so let's talk about carson let's talk about the eagles defense <laughs> messing up my pick last week sorry rooster jesus they also messed up my blood pressure. But are you guys ready to finally just say, Toby, Carson Wentz is a great quarterback? Come no. on. Are now. you kidding no. me? We no. got the full no. Carson uh, experience in Washington. I mean, he threw back-to-back picks. One of them, right. I mean, the first one, like I could have broken on the ball. He stared down the guy that long. I'm pretty sure I would have come up with He never pick. looked anywhere else but Anywhere that else. Anywhere else. And then the next one, he like – it was a screenplay and he pirouetted around it. To be fair, uh, what, what's the guy's name? He was the number one pick in Walker. the draft. Walker, yeah. He actually made a pretty good catch on it, yeah, yeah. but it never should have been thrown. I mean, the ball never should have been thrown. I mean, Wentz, listen, it is going to be like Wally World. Everywhere you turn, <laughs> there's a fucking other exciting ride with, with this guy. So, I mean, he's he definitely has an arm, though. Holy shit. Some of the throws he made, um, I mean, he's got a rocket arm, doesn't he? But I like Ron Rivera. Did you hear him today? He was basically like, yeah, we're going to live and die through Carson Wentz. We're going <laughs> to have to. They asked him. Yeah, yeah he's they, like, we're going to have to deal with the highs and the lows. They said, what are you going to do it yesterday after the game? And he said, I'm going to consume a lot of antacids this year. <laughs> That's what he said. Hey, but but Bison, you have to be thrilled, too, with the play of uh, Curtis Samuel. He looked yeah. good. Well, that's, I mean, look, that's the guy we thought we were getting last year when they signed him. I mean, yeah. he was, other than a, a ill-advised and bad-timed fumble, Yeah, um, he was he was a difference maker on offense. And, you know, I said it to you guys yesterday, we have a lot of weapons. I mean, Terry, Scary Terry had like two or three targets, and yeah. one of them happened to be a 50-yard touchdown uh, pass, but... But McLaren and Dotson, the kid from Penn State who we drafted, and everybody laughed at us and said, 
um, you know, that's way too high to draft them. Man, his catch to win the game yep. was that's Great. what they all said. Catch radius, catch radius. This guy's going to suck everything in. I had no idea how he caught that ball. That was a great catch. Yeah. And and Antonio Gibson, you have to be happy with his play. Didn't fumble, played didn't well. Fumble, yeah. And uh, I didn't realize that Logan Thomas was so damn big. Oh Jesus. yeah, he's a big guy. Yeah, he's huge. Yeah. So House is sitting there right now. He's like semi fuming, semi waiting. <laughs> no, yeah. he's more than this up. And he just Let's give him the floor. He Come just on. wants to hear hey, about Jalen. I picked the Eagles to be great this year, and they they were great on offense. But my God, giving up those fourteen points hey, in the fourth quarter! I, I had the Eagles Jesus. as one of the potential teams in the NFC to fill that void. So I still think they will. I think they're going to learn from this lesson and not take their foot off the gas in the fourth quarter on defense. Uh, two things. One is you can look at the stats for yourself. Jalen Hurts is the best third down player in the NFL. He won that game on third down yesterday. It was unbelievable. Passing, running, scrambling. He's an incredible athlete. He still has some ways to go as a thrower, but he is an incredible athlete. was incredible on third down. The stat of the day for Eagles fans, I sent it around to you guys, I think, was that their new Mack truck in the middle, Jordan Davis, who is just some specimen, when he was on the field, they gave up 2.6 yards per carry. When he was off the field, they gave up 10 yards per carry. I'm pretty sure the coaching staff is going to see that. I'm pretty sure there will be adjustments made for next week in Dalvin Cook. That's a tough team to face, but I do think the Eagles will be able to score relatively at will. And once they get this defense, this new defense set up, with new players coming in, new secondary, great first game from James Bradbury, very good game from Kazir White, who they brought over from the Chargers, great linebacker, great game from Hassan Reddick, who came over from Carolina. Their additions were amazing, but they got to get the run defense well, stopped up. And, and A.J. Brown set the record, right? The most uh, yards in the game by an Eagle or something, right? Most yards for a first game for an Eagle. He is as advertised and, you know, Tennessee's loss is our game. That guy is the real deal, runs elite routes. And we'll see. I mean, I think the Cowboys, yes, they were the division winner. Yes, they had problems with Dak. But with Dak out and injured and the line hurt, that really changes the NFC East. And if Dable can coach, if Saquon is healthy, if Danny can be serviceable, they'll win more games than they did last year. If Carson doesn't turn over the ball, the NFC East can go from the NFC least to at least the NFC interesting. I, I want to circle back on a different get out of the East for a minute. Um, I think we have to have a little bit of a conversation. And Milka, I want to come back to your team for a second. Um, boy, the Patriots looked bad yesterday. Oof, looked bad. Awesome. And Brady keeps on chugging along. Can we put to bed this idea that Belichick can exist Without Brady, just more so establishing Brady's goatness. House. House I mean, Brady. Brady's got. I mean, this this has to elevate his him being the goat because now we see. I mean, we've got more than a little sample size now to say that Belichick is lost without Tom Brady. Really, House? House? Don't you agree? Didn't he make the playoffs with Mac Jones last year? He hasn't, he hasn't won a game. He hasn't won a playoff game since Brady left. I think there's a difference, too, between his (laughs) handling of his GM duties in the last several years and his coaching. I still think he's a good coach, but he needs to give up the GM role. He's he's had some really bad drafts in the last three to five years. 
He might be on the hot seat. What? <laughs> Belichick? <laughs> Belichick? He's never well, on the hot seat. Well, look, I mean, he can't get over the Tua hurdle. He's 0-4 against Tua. Wow. Nobody should ever say that's that. That's a stat. That's, that's a stat that's, for you. That's, that's damn interesting it. stat. That's oh. interesting stat. Let's Dolphins stop. got a little something going on. Yeah, we talked let's about not that take last credit yeah. away yeah, from yeah, yeah. even though they're being run by an arms dealer. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to the I'm really looking for the Dolphins <laughs> Dolphins at Ravens next week. That's going to be a good game. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be a real good game. I I watched that Dolphins game for a little bit. There were two had some nice strikes to Tyreek. That that team is much improved. That how about your game, Waddle? Though, Milk Milk? How about the Bucks and Saints? Where are you, you guys going to mm-hmm. break the? We haven't won. We haven't Jinx? beat them since 2018 in the regular season. Think about that. We have not right. beat the Saints in four years. In and get your season. favorite three points on the road. Yep. It were favored. Your favorite. Yeah. Right. Your favorite. Right. Which is insane. I'm sure Jameis is going to beat us. It's just we can't It'll beat be, that team. It'd be nice. If maybe Alvin Kamara could do something too. I mean, that, no. that would be okay if he would do something. No, <laughs> no, that won't happen. You guys know what Thursday night game is this week? Oh, it's. Oh, yeah. How about one Chargers Bill, Chiefs? It's yeah. fantastic. That's going to be amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's, that's a that's a wing night game. That's definitely that's deserving of wings. The order order of wings. Yep. That's yep. a yeah. wings and a and a bottle could of e- uh, could easily yeah. be a AFC yeah. championship preview if Bills stumble. Ah, interesting. Well, we have a quick mailbag for Patrick Meichler. This one comes from a college student in New Orleans. Who <laughs> says, <laughs> <laughs> says as follows: Joe Burrow is a fraud. He led the league in fourth quarter interceptions last year and continues his turnover streak this season, even with a significant upgraded O-line. Hertz is greater than Burrow. What say you, Milk? Oh, wow. Hertz is is greater than Burrow? Is that that? I'm just reading the mail. Is that a a college kid whose name rhymes with the running back for the Cowboys who sucks donkey balls now? You know, every year, (laughs) Zeke, and I do this, and every year I'm proven right. He start Burrow's going to have a Burrow's huge star- game next. Burrow week. starts off with a <laughs> yeah. shitty game. Zeke says he's the worst player in the world, and then the next game he throws for seven touchdowns. Right? Who are they right. playing next weekend? Unless oh, Mike, Cowboys. Unless, unless Parsons hurts him. Parsons. They are going that, to which part happened because Parsons said that about Brady, right? Burrow is going to throw at out. least three touchdowns next weekend. Oh boy! Except Pope's right; he could get hurt because the line really is not that good. Wait, I maybe. mean, it was a sieve again. Like I said when we were talking preview, he won't do play action pass still because the line is a sieve, and he's afraid to turn his back. So every time he goes under center, the defense knows they're running the ball. That's a bad. Scheme. No, that's, that's not By true. the way, that that is a little karma uh, there back in Dallas, right? Because didn't Parsons say they had to get Brady out of the league? Yeah. And now Dak goes out. Mm. That's <laughs> mm. that's karma working fast mm. that time. Usually By she's way, a slow to, bitch, but we had to improvise for him. We had to throw in some fucking two tight end sets. I mean, we had to have some major. Well, it seems like it worked though. Okay. Seems pick like it up. worked just seemed like it worked just fine. So yeah, yeah, yeah. second half he wasn't nearly as Yeah, it, it was a little scary at first. I can't we can't be having Thomas Brady on the ground like that. That's well, you know, we, we haven't really said it. We we didn't really mention it, but it, it definitely was a strange week one. I mean, there were a lot of teams that lost that you didn't think would would and 
I mean, I don't. I think it was a weird, really weird week one. It'll be interesting to see how next week uh, shapes up too. I mean, if if Seattle and Geno Smith take out Russell tonight, oh yeah. my god, uh, forget it. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, then the, the world survivor is pools, fucking losers pool again. Survivor pools, yeah, would be crushed out, out again week one. So in the main survivors pool, in the main survivors pool, I need to Venmo. twelve thousand teams, twelve thousand entries. 6,000 got knocked out. You should be able to, to buy back in a tie. You should be able to buy back in with it. Yeah. Tie. Yeah. That's. Oh, a tie. Oh, we want to talk ties. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's ties uh, or wins. All right. All right. Uh, so, Waffle boy. So ties or losses in, in uh survivor pools. Uh, interesting. Hey, I feel like you were transitioning into college football, by the way. No, no we, we got to go we, Plaxico. We got to do our locks. Oh, that's uh, right. So congratulations. Uh, we actually had three teams that won in week one. I think it's a record for us. Uh, Bison, Milk, and Pope uh, all won in week one. Bison with the Ravens minus seven. Milk with the Finns minus three. Pope with the Chargers minus three and a half. Uh, unfortunately, Tennessee choked and uh, lost. So I uh, screwed up and lost. And Rooster, the Eagles, gave up way too much in garbage. And you lost as well. So now... Uh, we are into week two. We'll, we'll start with the winning teams. Bison, who you have in week two? Well, I'm going to uh, take the Rams, giving 10. 10 and a half. We, are you still willing to do it at 10 and a half? 10 and a half, yep. They're going to hammer the Falcons. Hammer wow. the Falcons. Wow. Oh, wow. I got, I got the same pick, Bison. Wow. Uh, wow. Huge line. Interesting. Bounce back game for the Rams. Yeah. Falcons I like suck. It. Milk, you're another winner. You can't go opposite because you won. So now what are you going to do? Yeah. I keep going with my instinct. And I, oh, that's I, awful. I, I, saw, <laughs> I saw a lot last night. I don't like the Cowboys at all. I knew you I were think, going with the Bengals. I think since he comes in and, and minus it's seven on the road, seven points, forget it. Backup quarterback hey. the team is in shambles. Come on, man. Give Cooper Rush a week. Look out. Cooper hey, Rush. Cooper, I'm not worried about him. Look didn't out. Cooper win last year when he had to go to Minnesota and play? He did. He absolutely he did. Big time. What's the um, line on the Bills over the Titans? Bills are minus 10. That's where I'm going. Bills. Wow. Another huge. You're going with the Bills? Yep. Is that in Buffalo? Yeah. Yeah. I don't even Ooh. care. Bills yeah. mania. Doesn't All matter. right. All right. Well, who do they who do they have? Titans. Oh, Titans. Ooh. I am sorry to do this. They lost to the Giants, for God's sakes. That's true. I'm sorry to do this, but my take the Eagles. pick is going to be the Detroit Lions minus Ooh. two and a half <laughs> against the Commanders. <laughs> wow. So much. Wow. Yes. Hey, that's probably a good pick. That's probably right. You're probably smart. That's right. Mm. Go for the it. Lions juggernaut. The Lions, they, the Lions I think, offense not that bad. I think the Commanders struggled against a bad Jaguars team, and now they go on the road in a very different confine. That place was sold out and loud. I think the Commanders well, are going to struggle in week two. I, th- they, I like they I, I'm not sure. By the way, one thing, I, and I haven't heard anything today, Jonathan Allen did get hurt at the end of that game yesterday, in the Ooh. fourth quarter, and I'm not Ready? sure. Uh, and in addition to Allen getting hurt, the kid they from Alabama they drafted second round, um, another uh, interior defensive lineman, um, 
I can't remember his name now, but he's out for the season. So they're pretty thin on the, if Allen's actually hurt, they're going to be pretty thin on the, on the uh, defensive line and, and Detroit's got a good running game. So um, that could be a problem. What's the line on the Raiders Cardinals? I think that's a good pick too. The loser bowl. The Raiders are a good team that lost to a, excellent team the cardinals are terrible the cardinals are bad i just saw that, that uh, elijah mitchell was out for a couple terrible. months and and it looks like godwin's out for two or three games huh milk at least yeah, yeah. he's out it he's looks out. like it's the raiders giving five and a half that's what Minus i have six here on score hey okay i can't believe no one took the saints i haven't Dang. won in four years dangerous game all right well we'll see we'll see where we are all right, anything else on NFL? That's it. All right. Rooster, uh, what, what else we have happening in sports this week? We got a couple quick hitters we want to go we through. Have some, we have some really um, relevant, fascinating news, I think, in Major League Baseball. We got the Pujols quest for 715 home runs. He's just passed A-Rod uh, to go into fourth place, and he's up to 697 homers. I mean, that's pretty amazing. Uh, I, you know, he's going to get to 700 for sure. Let's see if he can get to 715 before he retires to pat, pass Ruth. I don't think he'll ever get to Hank Aaron's number. Um, and at the same time, Aaron Judge's race to 62. It continues. He's at 55 homers. Um, really exciting time in baseball. Everyone should tune in and check that out. Scott Frost just got canned, $15 million punt by Nebraska. They got rid of their former quarterback who brought them a national championship 25 years ago after a 42 to 45 loss to Georgia Southern. I didn't even know Georgia Southern had a football team. Mm. Talk about, talk about winning, talk about winning, talk about winning by losing. $15 $15 million dollars to not have to stay, stay in Nebraska. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, or, I mean, I think it was money well spent, too, to get rid of him. I mean, you got to eat that money and get rid of him. He was 16 and 31 over four years. With 10 no and 26 in the Big Ten. Yeah. 10 and 26. God, terrible. Brutal. Ouch. Terrible. Brutal. Uh, I wonder if Marcus Freeman is uh, on the hot seat yet, no. losing to no. Marshall. That was 26 bad, to 21. Well, not uh, only that, but Notre Dame paid Marshall $1.2 million to come kick their ass. Ouch. Right, <laughs> right, right. Um, so here's something to, to House's point last week. Even though there's, it, it's kind of a foregone conclusion what teams are going to get into the college football playoffs, there are still some really entertaining games going on, and the Pitt-Tennessee game was one of them. I watched mm. that game. That was a fun game to watch. The pit backup quarterbacks played their guts out and and took that game into overtime. Um, I mentioned this earlier, the Fournette hit on Parsons, where uh, Parsons was rushing. The quarterback was engaged with the tackle, and Fournette laid a shoulder into him and just destroyed him. There, there's lots of people complaining about that hit. I mean, it's kind of... To your point, Bison, the the sport is becoming like flag football. Oh, and God. Von Miller is all upset that you shouldn't be able to allow to hit a pass rusher now if somebody else is trying to block him. Like you have to take turns blocking him. Ugh. Apparently, Ugh. bullshit. And then finally, Mattia Bonato, 
Um, <laughs> after, after a huge series of blunders, continued bungled pit stops, unsafe releases, erratic strategy decisions regarding tires, basically fucking up the fastest car uh, out there, maybe other than Max's and, and, and failing to win. Um, uh, Scudero Ferrari came out and said, it's true. Matteo Bonato can indeed fuck up a wet dream. <laughs> I love it. Pope, what do you got on college football? Anything? Well, Rooster hit some of the, uh, the highlights. I mean, you know, you got to start at the top. Well, and you were there, buddy. Come on. You were there in Austin. That's Let's why talk. you got to start well, at the top. It? I got to tell you uh, how sorry you couldn't make it, man. But yeah, that fucking atmosphere in Austin was unreal. 105,000 fans baking in the heat. And, you know, um, that's what we have to look forward to with SEC football, with Texas and Oklahoma coming in. Um, they are definitely back. Uh, I, I told, you know, I'm not going to recap the game, but I told everybody that wanted to, you know, talk to me after the game with my crimson red shirt on that Texas dominated Alabama up and down the field, every facet of the game, basically, except for the scoreboard. I mean, it was, it was embarrassing. I mean, watching, you know, I could see from my vantage point, I could see Saban just pacing up and down the sideline, throwing his headset more than a few times, 15 penalties, which is a record for Saban, mm. and many of them off the ball and just fucking stupid. Just they played horrible. They should have lost. That being said, Bryce Young, I'm not sure whether he lost the Heisman on Saturday or maybe actually put himself towards another one. He made the play of the game when it mattered. And Texas, you know, Sarkeesian, the entire game, it seemed like they were one step ahead. Like, hmm, oh, I don't know. Maybe Sarkeesian with OC last year. You would have thought that Bama would have prepared for that. But they blitzed on a, a key play in the last minute. And if they had, and Bama was out, almost out of timeouts, if they had gotten him, it would have been third and long. Uh, and he was able to duck underneath the, the blitz and uh, get around the corner, and he got about 20 yards, which put them into pretty easy field goal range. Uh, that play obviously saved the day for Alabama. Um, but other than that, you know, um, I think Saban has more than enough rat poison for the next couple of weeks as they go back to Tuscaloosa because they got a lot of work to do. Uh, their receiving core was was uh, absent. Running game, other than one, you know, 80 yard run, wasn't there. Um, look. Georgia is number one now, and, and they are number one for a reason. They're the best team in football. Were you we surprised won. that they went that they dipped to number two so quickly after? Not that? at all. Not yeah, at all. Neither. We all predicted that. Pope, yeah, of course. Pope, I just have one question. I want the I want the truth. I want the truth from you. You said at 105,000, 105,000 hot, angry Texas fans at the end of that game. You fucking put an orange shirt on to walk yes, out of the stadium, didn't and, you? And you, took that you took, that, you took, that, you you took that Alabama shit right off and put on a, a burgundy shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I want, I want, but I want to hear House because I know I you're upset. I want a goddamn retraction about Bama. I want you to say it on this nationally, internationally recognized podcast that 
Bama is not the number one team this year. They're not winning at all. They don't have the horses. Get that smugness of Alabama off your face and say this is not their year. Say it on the pod. Say they're, it. They're not the number one team this week. There's no uh, question. This week. This oh, week. Oh, this goddamn week. year. Say it for this year. Say they're not winning. They've got lots of time, and and there's nobody better than Saban to get them ready for the SEC season. Well, wait, but well, I, wait. I can tell you, House. I mean, you you. You guys saw it on TV. I didn't see it on TV. I know there were some very controversial calls. I never really got clarity on what it looked to me like, if not a safety, intentional grounding, which is a safety in the end zone. I don't want to jump the punchable face, but it was the worst okay. call I've seen <laughs> in college football in a long The time. history of college football. I, well, we- I, I, can you admit that if Quinn Ewers doesn't get hurt in that game, you guys are run out the joint? I, I think they I think they do lose. In fact, you guys probably remember this. It was after that long pass play to Worthy, which was unbelievable. And Worthy is he is fast as shit. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it was great coverage. And 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 Ewers just dropped it right in the basket. And I said, Ewers is for real. The next play, he goes out on the tackle. And, and let's Pretty talk good. about that for I wanna I wanna 30. get houses. I want to get house thoughts on it, but but before we do it, it's time to introduce a new segment. It's called Pillow Talk, brought to you by by House. House, tell us what you thought of that hit. <laughs> Let me tell you, <laughs> that disgusting hit, that Saban oh. demonic, go and drive him to the ground. That's, that that's what Bama football is about. When you're about to lose, let's injure the other fucking players. Let me tell you, now that I have put burnt orange into my blood. I'm oh telling you that checked it. That's almost as bad as Pope. <laughs> that, that was disgusting. That hit. That Bama team is. I'm not sure that the. I'm not sure the top two team in the SEC. Listen, Tad Thomas. I am so sorry that Brian. Wow. I'm so sorry that Brian Pope disregarded your Kentucky team. I'm uh, sorry to my pig suey fan friends. Kentucky and Arkansas are for real. Does Bama playing either one of them? They play Arkansas. They play Arkansas in, in three weeks. Something yeah. like that. You could it's lose. a big game. No, whatever. <laughs> See, <laughs> Mills, Mills, he's got about, it back. He's the smartest. Is. Is back. What about what about the Gators? Uh, well, let me just say uh, something real quick because Pope is acting like he's humble and they're not that good. But in the back of his mind, he thinks they're running the table. This is just a minor blimp. <laughs> In the in the in the scheme of the season, look, it's this happens it's, every year. They lose a game. They didn't rat even poison. Lose. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. Nothing. It's I'm reading they, right. They, they have serious issues. They have to. But but I have the confidence in Saban that he can overcome. You're not that's, scared that's the bottom of line. Well, let me let me tell you before we go on. So we go after the game. The first UT uh, friend I saw was like, "You fuckers knocked out our quarterback for the second time." Yep. So think back yeah, Cole McCoy. in 2005 when Colt McCoy had that mysterious stinger where they claimed, you know, that Alabama, they would have lost the national championship game 2009, excuse me, when uh, Colt McCoy went out in the fifth play of the game. So obviously Texas is still a little butthurt about that, <laughs> but uh, it's fun. We went to a bar after the game and, and watched the UT. Somber. The UT resurgence, though, when AM started losing to App State, it was beautiful. They were the, all the venom against Alabama went against AM and they were cheering 
when A&M lost to that team from Boone, which, oh, by the way, A&M paid $1.5 million for them to come visit them at College Station and kick their ass. Yeah, wow. Don't but hey, the Sun Belt Georgia, South, yeah, State Georgia Southern, we are Marshall and App State all from the Sun Belt. Don't so, mess with the um, Sun Belt. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, final hey. thing on college football. You know, we, we talked about it last week. There's just not that many real interesting games in the, in the early part of the season. There's only one top 25 game next week, and that's Miami at, a, uh, you know, wounded A&M. A&M. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, college football never – uh, every time it comes through, like BYU Baylor, we didn't talk about that. That was another amazing game um, with double overtime. BYU, oh, maybe they're for real. Top Nick knocking off uh, Baylor, top ten. Um, but no, you know, are, 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 in Gainesville, are they taking down the statue to Anthony Richardson? Uh, oh, yeah. uh, uh, do we have to talk about this game? Yeah, oh, that was painful. First of all, back to real quick, back to the Sunbelt Conference, $4.1 million paid to between Marshall, App State, and Georgia Southern. All three win. <laughs> One of them gets a coach fired. Yeah. Uh, that was, <laughs> was unbe- like a lasso. <laughs> unbelievable. Um, and by the way, to the transfer, transfer portal, Marshall, I saw, had eight guys come in here, come in this year through the transfer mm. portal, which the coach said absolutely helped them win that game at Notre Dame. And they won that game. They were yeah. a better team than Notre Dame, yep, they were. which is absolutely insane. Um, yeah. Look, the, the, uh, the tales of Anthony Richardson have been vastly over-exaggerated. Uh, and I said that last week when they, the stupid pollsters put us at 12th and it was all about Anthony Richardson. I didn't like it then. Uh, he, this is the Anthony Richardson that Dan Mullen used to tell us about. He he has very inconsistent. He has trouble with decision making. He's, he's a he get his head. He's got some head issues when the the game is not going his way. And you saw it all on Saturday. Kentucky kicked our ass. He made some horrible throws. We had that game exactly where we wanted them after we had that safety on the on the the punt uh, where the the center snapped it over the punter's head. And the next series, he throws one of the worst passes I've ever seen. Now the Kentucky defender made an unbelievable interception, changed the game. They score touchdown before half and they ran all over us in the second half. Um, Florida is not average. Florida is two, two years away. We still don't have the, the, the talent he's, he needs a lot of work. It was, and, and by the way, they kept saying this over and over again on the broadcast. It is his third career start. Utah was his second career yeah, start. Yeah, there's and there was a yeah. ton of pressure on him too. The Just a lot of pressure on him. Said there were like yeah. 19 NFL GMs there scouting those two They're, quarterbacks, wow. including the Giants GM. Yeah. And he probably knew that. And he he really did not impress. He looked terrible. Levis um, looked like he had the talent, but his offensive <laughs> line killed him. Yeah, it, it and he just made some bad decisions and some bad throws, especially in that last fourth down play where you had to get a first down, and it was a horrible throw. So we'll see what the pro. You know, last year when we lost to Kentucky, Florida absolutely landslided, da- downslided into oblivion. Dan Mullen gets fired. We'll see how good a coach Billy Napier is now. See how well, a lot of football left, guys. Mark, Mark, November nineteen on your calendar. 
because Kentucky will be favored for every game this year until that game when they play Georgia. Mm. Where's that game? That game is in Lexington. Wow. Interesting. Maybe a road trip. Um, All right. We got to move on from college football. Um, (laughs) Couple couple things. This, this This could go into the punchable face of the week segment, but we'll keep it out. Major League Baseball has some new rules that we're not going to get into a big discussion about, but here's here's what they are. Look, they all suck. Let's just start there. They all suck. But here's what they are. You got a pitch clock, okay? So just uh, so you, just so listen, you you come to the SMQBs. We want to give you a little knowledge so you can talk intelligently. The pitch clock works this way: 15 seconds without anybody on base, 20 seconds with a runner on. All right. You can have two disengagements yes that is a a uh, official term now two disengagements from the rubber kids in college highly recommend against disengaging from the ah, rubber that's what I said. but in baseball you can have two disengagements <laughs> from the rubber per plate appearance and those reset the clock all right any other disengagement after that results in a balk unless an out is recorded so i guess you can roll the dice and try and pick a guy off for your third disengagement. If you get them, then then it, it it's not a balk. But if you don't, it is. I don't. I don't know. So, so um, aren't you automatically running if you're a fast guy on the bases? And well, I guess if you two do that, they can disengage and try and get you. So yeah. So that's what I was thinking. It seems like if you're a fast guy, you can go. Now there's also the clock also requires the batter. Um, to be in the batter's box with eight seconds to go on the clock, and the hitters will get one timeout per plate appearance. So that's oh my the pitch God. clock. This Who's is so watching all up. of this. This Who's, is how the clock works. Okay. Who's responsible for all this? The home plate umpire? Who? I, that's a good question. I don't know. Maybe the crew chief. I, I don't know. Um, I bet you. I wouldn't be surprised if Major League Baseball didn't know either. We also have bigger bases. Yes, that's right. Bigger bases. Why? Uh, whoever suggested this, we we're going from 15 inches to an eight, 18 inch square, and I, I don't understand why they, they say, say it's for it's gonna, safety. Yeah, what, they what say is the safety re- reason? Safety. Re- I don't know. They say it'll reduce too many sprained ankles. Yeah, I'm not so, sure. I, I don't know. Like, think about I the guess, first baseman stretching for a ball and the the runner. Stomps down on his yeah. Achilles tendon or something. So or I guess it gives you a bigger baseball, a bigger target area. Um, and they also say it'll it should let people be a little more aggressive on the base paths with stealing. That um, first, so, second, and third, the all three yeah. all, bases. All, all, all three bases. Not yeah. all three home different plate? sizes. What about home plate? <laughs> yeah, is home plate bigger? No, I don't think so. No, <laughs> no. Uh, and then the and then why not? The why not? There's no shift. The defensive shift will require teams to have two infielders on each side of second base when the pitch is released. They have to have both feet within the within the boundary of the infield. And you can't have infielders switch sides unless there's a substitution. So well like, you love know. that one, don't you? No, I don't like the I, I look, I don't like the shift, but I always wanted to see hitters adapt yeah, to it. Like punish them. Yeah. If you open up third base and you're a left-handed hitter, why can't you drop a bunt down or or just slap. hit a ground ball over there? Slap a ground ball over there. That's what we would have done playing. This is stupid. So, but now the shift is is no more. So it's Bison, I, I I said it when you came out, but I, and I believe it. I don't know what you guys think. I think that all stats 
once their larger bases happen, you freeze them. You're like before big base, after big base, because all the hitting stats, all the all the tie goes to the all those things that you, in the past. I mean, those are those are gone now. The guy's out by you know that much because the base is bigger or he's safe. I mean, throw the stats out the fucking window. Well, it's a great point. I mean, think about how many more guys are going to get hits now. Think about the shift. How many times somebody is, you're out because of the shift. It's really fun to watch some of the old players on Twitter right now talking about losing their fucking minds. They're losing their minds as to what they would have done without a shift. Like Ryan Howard is losing his mind right now. Oh, yeah. What what kind of player? I mean, like he could not hit to the opposite field. Right. In the meantime, the ga- they're they're putting this pitch clock in to move the game faster. And now without the shift, the scores are going to be like twenty-one to nineteen, and the games are all going to be five hours long because everybody's everyone's going to get on, on base. base now. Yeah, you know, I guess theoretically, I don't have a problem with trying to speed the game up. I don't, I don't think that what they're doing here is doable, but I do have a problem with affecting the manager's ability to make strategic decisions i don't like to shift either but if a manager wants to take that risk and open up the whole side of the infield i mean you remember when joe morgan slapped that game-winning world series hit Mm, down the third baseline because the third baseman was playing a little too far in it wasn't quite a shift but i mean a good hitter should be i agree with you bison a good hitter should be able to hit a ball down the line like that even if it's just a hard bunt the, the the last thing I'll say on it, we'll we'll move on about about the speed of the game. I mean, it is true that the pitchers and the hitters have gotten. I mean, they brought this on themselves with the pitch yeah. clock, right? With right. the pitchers walking around, taking their sweet ass time, with the batters stepping out every single time to I adjust mean, their glove. Yeah, I mean, it, it has gotten a little bit much, and the players did bring this on themselves. So whatever, those are the new rules that love you know learn to love them. Uh, Pope, you want to hit, hit real quick on uh, on a little tennis for us? Yeah, so the U.S. Open concluded on Sunday. Probably none of us watched it because we were all nope. watching NFL. Yep. Uh, I watched a couple games of uh, of the new Spanish king, Carlos Alcaraz, who is uh, now number one at 19 years of age, number one in the world, and wins the u.s open for the first time uh since 1990 the youngest winner uh since sampras and the first uh the youngest winner of a grand slam title since nadal in 2005 and uh, this is only his eighth major i think we are definitely looking at a new era of tennis and i think that uh alcaraz is going to be you know a king for a while um it was it was uh, a five two took him three consecutive five setters to get to the finals and he still had the energy to finish off rude in four sets um some of those i did watch the highlights of those some of those were, went into the early hours of the morning uh in the and the one against center which was uh, quarterfinals uh he had probably one of the greatest tennis shots i've ever seen <laughs> he got he got stymied and and hit it behind his back basically uh with a forehand like a backhand and got it back over the net then won uh won the point um you got to watch it on the highlights so uh the big story though out of the US Open was the US finally got a men's semifinal uh, finalist out of uh Francis Tufo who is uh kid of the Sierra Leone. Uh, he's an immigrant kid. 
um, who uh, has been coming up. He's 24, and I think he's the future of American tennis. He's he's real exciting to watch. Um, his match went five sets against uh, against Alcaraz, and you know he just ran out of steam in the fifth set. Um, but you know, I think U.S. tennis hopefully is in good hands going forward. So and he is from the Washington District of Champions, so there's definitely a championship in his there, future. There, there it is. Yeah. Uh, so I, I thought it was a really good U.S. Open, and you know, I do think we see a new era of tennis where the big three aren't going to dominate on a regular basis. Uh, r- real quickly, the women's we attack wins cements her hold on number one. She's actually interesting enough the first woman since 2016 to win two major titles in a year so um you know women women's tennis is uh it's looking good as well um you know serena is out um Swiatek is in and uh let the battle begin um so for tennis this year we're done don't think you'll hear tennis being mentioned one more time on the pod until the australian open <laughs> well, thank <laughs> and maybe god not. thank god House, you got a punchable face this week? Come on, man. And with the local DBC news, Evan Cool J with the triumphant comeback. More But tonight, don't call it a comeback. Yeah, so um, when those cheaters from Tuscaloosa came into Austin this past weekend, <laughs> um, there was oh, a, your horns. That's right. Yeah. That's okay. Arch Manning is going to be attending that school. I think uh, there, there was a, there was a pivotal play in the game um, where Bryce Young went into the end zone. He was being hurried by the Longhorns defense. And it would appeared at first was that he was sacked uh, and then maybe threw away the ball. Uh, just kind of barely at all got rid of the ball and they called a safety and then a late flag came in. And the next thing you knew, there was uh, like an interminable huddle by very confused refs. The first call that was made was a roughing the passer and a targeting. So it was a, it went from a safety at a pivotal point in the game to now being a first down for Alabama. So because it's a targeting, you have to replay it. And so then they went to the replay. It was very clear, not only that it wasn't a targeting, but that he actually wasn't down at the time. He had rolled over the back of one of the Texas players and threw it away. And they, the rep comes out in the field, these idiots who don't seem to know the rules or be able to follow the game and said, I heard it wrong. And I was only supposed to call the targeting, but not the roughing the passer. And since I heard it wrong, the targeting is gone and the roughing the passer was never called. It's just an incomplete pass fourth down. And the the guys in the booth are apoplectic. They're like, this is these are the two worst, most horrible calls ever. It wasn't a targeting. That was terrible. They were swiping the ball out of his hands and it was intentional grounding. He, 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 the ball never reached the line of scrimmage. It should still be a safety, which all goes to my point. I, I'm all for possible human error, but refs in sports are flunkies these days. They're, they're ruining soccer. 
with VIR. They're ruining baseball with you. If you're a professional baseball player, unless you study up on the home plate umpire from one night to the next, you have no idea what the hell the strike zone is going to be. It is so, there's such a disparity. There is no consistency between the home plate umpires. The refs are flag happy in the NFL. The refs and every single play up and down the court is the NBA. As far as I'm concerned, let's just do gorilla ball and all sports, eliminate all refs, punch them all. I want to send them all to jail. I'm done with the refs, but especially the ones. Yeah, I, I especially, wow. especially the ones that called that Texas Alabama game. That was atrocious. It wasn't the only call that they called for those cheaters. And a punchable face goes to the officials with this, the highlight being the Alabama Texas officials. This is so, the same guy who thinks that the Eagles receivers are mugged on every play. Not every play, but by like the way, <laughs> depends on what laundry make, you're rooting for. You didn't even mention the face mask call. Yeah, the face mask. I mean, come on. He ripped his face off. Wasn't even called. Not even called. That was a huge miss, by the way. Punch of the refs. Anybody else got a punchable this week? All right, how about a lasso? I got two. I'm going to keep them brief. Uh, First of all, lasso to Sue Bird. A four-time WNBA champion, five five-time Olympic gold medalist, thirteen-time All-Star, five-time All-WNBA first team, uh, the league's assist leader, the league's starts leader. She is retiring. Her career is over. Sue Bird and Serena out in the same stretch. Uh, gotta gotta uh, cheer Sue Bird on one of the most uh, epic and legendary uh, professional women's basketball careers of, of all time and college um, and college. We need, I didn't even touch on college. Yeah. yeah and college. Uh, and then the other, the other lasso I want to throw out there is again, rooster talked a bit about Albert Pujols uh, and hitting six ninety seven. Uh Pope. I think you, you texted it. He's only behind babe, the hammer and an asterisk at this point on the all-time list. Um, but the, the thing I want to throw out as a lasso is the family, uh, the couple, Matt and Samantha Brown, are the people who caught the ball. Mm. And he met That's with cool. them uh, in the tunnel, I guess, after the game. They, they showed up to give him the ball back. Uh, and Pujols told him to keep it. He said, you know what? It's, it's exciting for you to have it. And I hope you keep it. Uh, it turns out that it was the one-year anniversary of Samantha's dad's passing that she caught the ball. So uh, Pujols thought, you know, this is a this is a bigger thrill for them to have that ball uh, than for me to have it. He told him to keep it. Let's just hope, Matt and Samantha Brown, that you keep that on your mantle and it does not show up on eBay. Okay, oh, I don't want to see that. We're gonna, really? we're gonna be vigilant about that. House. That's right. You'll you'll go from a lasso to a punchable face. We're gonna unlasso. <laughs> I that thing will be on eBay. By Plus, on Poo- fair Poo-Hulls, it's like, big deal. I passed Aroid. Yeah. Who that's cares? Right. All right, guys. That's it. Anybody got anything else this week? No birds. Quick, All right. Quick, quick shout out. Quick yeah. shout out to longtime listener, Nick Verderami. He, um, he had checked in with Pope and I earlier in the week. Uh, Mississippi State was playing out at Arizona. He was going to the game. He asked us how it would go. We pretty much said it would go very poorly. Mississippi State kicked their ass. I think Will Rogers for Mississippi State threw five touchdowns, something along those lines. 
rough weekend in Phoenix for, for Nick Vernarami. Then the Cardinals get destroyed. Um, feeling for he's, him. He's a Cowboys fan. He's a Cowboys yeah, it's fan. Even so rougher because he's a Cowboys fan. And he's a yeah. Cowboys fan. Everyone's losing. Everyone's losing. He's a Cowboys right, fan because he couldn't handle the losing, so he jumped that's, ship and went to the right. Cowboys. He must have heard around. Well, that knows where he's going to jump now. Oh, boy. Good all man. right, guys. Have a good week. Cooper Rush. Hey, Cooper yeah. Rush. SMQBs are Brian Bandwagon Pope, who hails from Dallas, Texas, and has never met a first-place team that he didn't have a personal connection to. Michael Rooster Phelan, hailing from Richmond, and who roots for teams from New York, or is it Boston? I can't remember which it was. One or the other. Also, Patrick Milk Michler from Tampa Bay, and he is still massively in love with Tom Brady and will never get over his man crush on the GOAT. Toby House Milrod, a long-suffering sports fan, hailing from Philadelphia, whose Eagles team, mm, they're still looking for another quarterback. And I am Chris Bison Nace, hailing from Washington, District of Champions. Thanks for listening.